T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59, 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. This is Danny and Dusty. Merangatan is going to be a thing. You're not coining anything new. With Danny Merang and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. All throws and monkey sounds in there called good. The old Danny Merang pie. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The Fan. Good afternoon! I'm not doing the monkey Yeah, sounds. no, you're not going to do that. Hey, Will Ortner and no Danny Merang. No Danny Merang. He is out today. I, I promise I have not killed him. I have not killed him or Souk, both it, who have been missing. Also, I can say Danny not arrested. Not arrested. Not arrested, as well, as far as we know. Probably not a murderer. Definitely, potentially a murderer. That all could have changed this morning. That, eh, that's a good one. Rust is back. Hey, Jeff Rust. Hey, what's happening? How you doing? Holla at your boy. If that <laughs> is the new one, I'm here for it. <laughs> I love that. That's fantastic. I need more of that. <laughs> Holla at your boy. Holla at your boy. Holler at your boy. <laughs> <laughs> Holla at your boy. Uh, yeah, that's uh, couldn't be more different than that one. Um, <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> I want more of that. I need nay need more of that in my life. Need Jeff Rust back in action, but uh, Danny not here. Um, he went down to the USC game. With the rest of the Odyssey crew on the party bus. Got banged up. Uh, he got... Okay, final results of that poll. We need to go to that one uh, from Friday. Uh, you're trying to make fetch a thing, and it's just not happening. I'm not making fetch a thing. Banged up is a thing. Yeah. You guys just aren't okay. uh, with my colloquial terms. Uh, official poll on Friday. I got banged up on Saturday. That was a quote from Will Ortner. That means hurt, drunk, car accident, or other. Uh, hurt, 49.9%. Doesn't sound like 50. I don't think we have an overwhelming uh, majority here. I 
like you said, round up. No, well, wait, it's that, forty nine point one. That would make it a plurality, right? It's, we're right? rounding down. What does the electoral college say about this mm-hmm. vote? Uh, well, the electoral college would say, "Hurt wins." Hurt wins. Are we sure? Mm-hmm. But what if what if the states that I won have more votes? <laughs> what if I won Texas, California, and uh, Florida, he's, sir? He's we're going, ready to make the call. He's going young people. <laughs> no, we're making the call. Uh, it does still mean hurt. But no, Danny got Danny did get banged up. Everybody got banged up. That was on that bus. He did. Yeah. Uh, but he physically got banged up too. Not yeah. on the bus. At the at, field. Yeah. Right? Not playing in the game. He did not take a hit from Blake Purchase. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> but uh, he is officially, let's let's label him as day-to-day moving forward. Danny is day-to-day moving forward uh, with an undisclosed injury. Uh, we're still waiting on, on the results of imaging. We're still waiting on MRI results. Oh, I thought, it was, I thought it was disclosed. Yeah. I had my update. It was a hamstring injury. It is oh. a hamstring oh. injury he is day-to-day yeah. with. Uh, but, I mean, look, I don't know severity of it. Um, we don't know where, if we're dealing with a pull, a strain, a tear. Uh, but Well, look, hamstrings are tough. Hamstrings, that's an injury. If you don't treat it right, that could mm-hmm. keep you out for months. Are you just trying to take his job? Absolutely not. But I would like reps. <laughs> Look, Justin Jefferson has been out for months. He says he's not coming back till he's 100% healthy. I'm not here to take anyone's job. I want us all to succeed. You do. And you're a team player. You're a team guy. Um, mm-hmm. but the team, the team, the team. I'm hoping that his hamstring is okay. Because right. he's, he's, he's day-to-day. I think it'll be okay. He got, this is a ding. This is a ding. But he's at the doctor right now. Sometimes you get banged up on the weekends, and then, uh, what is it, rice method? Rest, elevate, ice, heat, compression, something? I don't know if you know how to spell rice, but um, it's rest, ice, <laughs> compression, and elevate. Yeah, but you also have to heat it and sometimes. And you, you just did oh. R-E-C-I, or no, I-I-E-C. R- yeah, my head hurts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I, rice. I, only pa- I only passed one spelling test. And I cheated like no other to pass that spelling test. So, uh, shouts out Miss Kramer's third grade class. Wait, in third grade you only passed one spelling <laughs> Yep. I passed one, and I cheated. I cheated so bad. The girl next to me was, like, the best speller in the class. She was, like, class, uh, like third grade top speller, you know, how they do the spelling test at the end where you all stand up, pretend like you're going to go to script spelling bee. She won that, so then I made sure to sit next to her, and I just was looking over the folder the whole time. I don't know how the teacher didn't catch me. So how long, like, did that send you down a pathway of cheating through your academic career? No, I, I didn't cheat that often. On occasion, um, I, I collaborated a lot. There was a lot of collaboration. Um, and you know what? I still stand by my Central Washington Student Athlete of the Year award. So that happened. That did happen. Mm-hmm. And I have the pictures to prove it. Huh? Do you think it was like a joke? Like they did it like ironically? 
Well, I, I think they were just like, he has a high GPA. Let's not look behind the curtain that all of his classes are online. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he's a nope. calm major. <laughs> I wonder how many times that happens. Like when, when you see like the student, like when they're propping him up on game on TV, you'll be like, hey, here's the scholar athlete of the week, you know, and they're. Guys, like, I don't take, he's, like, taking two classes. One of them's ballroom dancing. Like, they did this with Matt Leinert, right? Remember when Matt Leinert was a senior and all he was taking was ballroom dancing because all he, he just needed to be taking a class at USC? And they're like, uh, here he is with his 4.0 GPA, Matt Leinert. It's like he got, he's passing, a Division One athlete is passing ballroom dancing, so... That's our scholar athlete. Hey, I I played with a guy who was never higher than a 2.1 until his final year. His last uh, quarter he was at Central, he had one class, and it was weightlifting. There we go. With our strength coach. And, and he got a B? Uh, he had an A-. minus. <laughs> <laughs> he might have missed a, uh, a a class or two in a in a tank, if you will. Oh, he got banged up pretty tough on a Tuesday night yeah. once. That'd be a drunk tank, and, and he missed his, his one class. He missed his one class. His class that uh, was twice a week on uh, at noon on Mondays and Wednesdays. He was great. in he was in Seattle in a tank. Hey, Seattle. Yeah. All right. Um, your feedback on the Vancouver Four text line five zero three eight six four six three two six. We've got a lot of text coming in. Danny's taking the ricochet shots everywhere uh, from the YouTube comments, youtube.com slash 1080amthefan. Go watch, like, subscribe, do all of those things. Um, and you can watch all of our live and local programming where we have uh, Ginger Fit Dad is saying Danny's just missing today because he's embarrassed his Trojans. Uh, sh- score should have been worse than it was. It's always a tough day when your Trojans fail. Boy, you ain't lying. It's always a tough day. Sometimes you got to sit those ones out. Yeah, yeah. We'll have a lot on that game um, coming up uh, throughout the course of of this show. We got football, football, football today. A lot of football to discuss because there's a lot going on. We already have the firing cycle in uh, college football has started. It's well underway. We'll discuss uh, Jimbo Fisher out of Texas A&M, Mississippi State, Boise State, and then not a firing, a retiring. Yeah. San Diego State a is open. Yeah. He was not forced out. Yeah. Yeah. Brady Hoke. The San Diego sure. Union Tribune is not saying that at all. That he was forced out. <laughs> yeah. He left They're willingly. Not. Yeah. He didn't want to be there anymore. Yeah. yeah. Those are, you can hear the air quotes in that. Uh, but technically, it's like I don't practice personal a, hygiene. A retiring. <laughs> Everybody's scared of UNLV now in the in the Mountain West. Yeah, They're well, Mountain UNLV's coming for you. So well, everyone knows how great of a job that UNLV job is. It's coveted. Those rebels be running. Yeah, yeah they are. Although I'll tell you what, prettiest practice field I've ever gotten to be on. That was a fun time. UNLV's. Yeah. Well, when I was at Central, uh, shout out Central Washington Wildcats. We made the playoffs. Go Cats. Um, when we would go and play Dixie State, now Utah State, we would fly into nope, Vegas. Utah Tech. Sorry, Utah, Utah Tech. Tech. Thank you. And drive to St. George. We've done, we did that oh, one yeah. too. Yeah. We would fly into Vegas and then we would practice at the UNLV field on their practice field. Mm. It's sweet, dude. It's like just off the strip, but you can still see the strip. There's like an In-N-Out burger right next to it. Um, it's beautiful. 
the in and out. That would there's no more offensive line quote that you could have told us <laughs> in that moment than it was beautiful. There was an in and out burger right next to it. It was beautiful. It was great. It was it was a sight to behold. There wasn't a big line. It wasn't one of those in and out burgers. It was great. Okay, I loved it. All right, here we are. The palm trees. All right, let's get this show on the road, uh, shall we? We have Ducks win over USC. The Beavers convincing over yeah. Stanford. And it, it was a moment that you sit there and you go, all right, this is where the season is coming to a head for the Beavers. And boy, were they impressive. We got a lot of college football that we need to get to. But uh, was the statement enough on Saturday night? Danny Dusty on the fan. Holla at your boy. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Danny and Dusty on the fan. As heard right here on the fan, we had some Pac-12 after dark. The sixth-ranked Oregon Ducks take down USC 36-27. to um, Three straight in the series for Oregon. You know the last time USC won a game against Oregon? When the, what year that was? Uh, 2016? It was 2016. Wow, yeah. look at me. Super yeah. smart. Oregon has won five of the last six. Check uh, out the big brain on Brad. Brad. That's right. Five of the last six heading uh, dating back to 2012. So Oregon has dominated this, uh, this series of late. But what we saw on Saturday was, you know, they did, Oregon didn't cover. 
Uh, it was a 15 to 16 point line, depending on when you bet it and where you got it. But Oregon uh, did not cover that one despite a late touchdown backdoor cover from USC, mm-hmm. 36 to 27. And the question is, you know, and this is the point of the season that we're at. Oregon beats USC, and you know, a few years ago, that used to just be enough weight to to stand on its own. Of, right. That is going to you know either push you up or hold you steady. Is in now we're sitting there and we're looking at was nine enough to impress people uh, with Oregon's win over USC? Well, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be. I, I was looking at you know guys will go on Twitter or X and they'll post, "Hey, I'm an AP voter. Here are the yeah. people that I voted for." And uh, the one that I saw, Brett McMurphy with Action Network, he had Texas over Oregon, and he had had Oregon over Texas for a very long time. Yep. And the problem is, is like Oregon played USC almost too late, right? If you play USC before they play Notre Dame and you win that game, that's a top 10 win. That's a big Mm -hmm. game. You're playing USC after they've already lost, you know, three games. You end up being their fourth game. It's not as big of a deal. They're not ranked anymore. And the problem is because it's such a late game, most people are going to watch this game or look at the box score and go, oh, well, they only beat them by nine. It must have been close the entire way. Oregon dominated that game. And Mm -hmm. if they don't, shoot themselves in the foot with a bunch of stupid penalties they win that game by three or four touchdowns but they did and so that score looks a lot tighter than it really was look that score that drive where they just kind of kept shooting themselves in the foot and backing themselves up they get inside the five yard line and you're going what is going on here and they march themselves backwards if they you get if you keep getting six right Mm -hmm. that game goes from nine to 30 in an instant 100%. 100%. And if you don't chase uh, two-point conversions. Right. Yeah. But what, I mean, okay. The first one, I don't have a problem with. The second one, I do. The second one where you're chasing the points where you're it's just chasing. kicking the extra point. That's exactly right. where I stand on that right. one, too. Even though I don't think that the look was necessarily there to throw the football on the swinging gate. Right. But at that point, there's no need to chase it. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, again, we have another uh, missed field goal. Yeah. Um, and this is going to be a, an ongoing thing where, you know, you, look. Camden Lewis wants to make every single kick when he when he comes out on the field. Mm. We all know that. But is this going to be something where as this season progresses and you get in another tight game, as you're looking down the schedule and you say Arizona State this week, weird things have happened in the desert mm-hmm. late in the year for Oregon. Uh, then you have Oregon State. All bets are off in that one. You, yeah. And then a potential Pac-12 championship game where you are going to have, in, in one of those three games, hell, it might be all three of those games. Mm-hmm. You may need a kicker, and it's gonna—it's not gonna be all easy sailing. Even like in this game, where they, you know USC outscores them thirteen to seven to make the score more respectable at the end. There's never—you never had the feeling that the game was gonna be in doubt. You will need no. a kicker at some point this year, mm-hmm. though, and I think that is where—that's something that I know is in the back of everybody that's watching these duck games. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, you've had one game where you needed a kicker, and. You know, he frankly, he didn't show up. Now, is it all his fault because he missed that kick? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, but your job is to go out there and execute, and he didn't execute. And, you know, I'm around the same age as a lot of these guys, so I don't have as hard of a time calling people out for that. But if you don't think that you're going to need him again in yep. the Oregon State game or in the UW game, you're crazy. You are going to have to kick field goals, and he's going to have to make them. And it's an, it's an amazing thing because, and we can talk about this a little bit later, but I think that the game being so late, it will, it benefited Bo Nix in the Heisman conversation mm-hmm. because I think what people did was they watched early in the game and they saw Oregon go up early 
and then they probably just turned the TV off, went to bed. You open up the box score the next day, and you're like, oh my gosh, it was only a nine point game. You don't get a feel for how that game played out, and that Oregon did control it. Mm-hmm. But it will help Bo Nix at the end of the day with the Heisman race because the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, when you look at their stats side by side, Bo Nix going 21 of 31 and in, in for 412 yards and four tutties. And the way that Oregon really put the clamps down on on Caleb Williams, it, it that will pop off. Right. But I don't think the final score will. And that's that's one of the things that watching that game and uh, I, I know that a lot of folks in, in like we have it in the YouTube comments right now, like, hey, you know, Oregon was in control of that game. It was what, 36 to 14. And then there was a pass interference call, which Wasn't. I thought was a little ticky tack, um, especially with a ball that was poorly thrown in uh, the receiver trying to come back to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you call that one. It it wasn't a PI. It did. The game was not. It, it was in hand. Like Oregon was controlling. If that goes incomplete, that and you're on a fourth. That was fourth down in their own territory. Right. Oregon goes down, they tack another Third, one on. Another touchdown. They Whoa. go all DJ Khaled. Another one. Another one. My my biggest issue is this, and it seems to keep rearing its head time and time again, is the offensive line penalties when you're about to score. It's offensive line penalties in the red zone. And this isn't the first game where you have like a dumb jump off sides penalty, where that's just being disciplined and understanding what the snap count is. You have a bad set, so now you have to hold. And that takes away a first down where Bo found Bucky Irving on that little uh, Texas route Mm -hmm. that they ran. The offensive line, and I love that they have the ability to have eight guys in that they rotate. And it's clearly made a huge difference because they can go fast and guys are healthy and you haven't had to worry about like, oh, we lost our left tackle. Will we have someone who can replace them? That isn't lean on teams later in games too. Right. A hundred percent. But at the same time, it seems like you have these little issues where because guys aren't in the complete flow of the game or because they have a lack of focus for one minute, one play, it ends up costing you and it leads to you having to kick field goals. And in some cases, it leads to you missing field goals, right? Mm -hmm. They have to do better and they have to execute better at that offensive line position pre-snap. Because yeah. when they are struggling or when they're having drives that stall, it's not on Bo. It's not on Bucky. It's not like there's very few times other than Tez where I've been like, wow, guys are dropping the ball. It's the offensive line. And it's because they're, you know, they're not setting the way they need to. So they're undersetting a guy. So they have to hold and then they get a holding penalty or they jump off sides because they're not thinking about it or they go too far downfield. Yeah, an eligible man downfield. I think that's the thing that they have to play better is is glaring is that it's in a lot of different ways it's like it's they, they've mental. done it's they've false starts holds ineligible man downfield it's kind of like any way that they possibly could they're finding ways to right to have those and those can be drive killers against great teams and usc is not a great team and i think that was glaring and i think one thing that if you look at the two games that were closer than they should have been mm-hmm. yep the usc game 13 penalties 120 yards Texas Tech, 14 penalties, 124 yards. That's you keeping got, a minute. Yeah, you're keep you're allowing a team to hang around mm-hmm. that with the way that that defense played, I, I thought Oregon's defense was incredible. When you oh, fantastic. When you take Caleb Williams and think about it, and you bottle him up to where the Ducks held SC to 242 yards of total offense through the first three quarters of the game. The first three quarters of the game, you hold Caleb Williams to 169 yards passing and not a single touchdown throw. Mm-hmm. 
through I mean that is where you're you know that at some point Caleb Williams because of how good he is he is going to make his mark and in, in imprint on the game I thought for those and, and he did in the fourth quarter no doubt about it but I thought Oregon did a phenomenal job of staying in their passing lanes for the most part there were the, right. still the plays where he spun out one was just a, a wild over, over pursuit on a third down that allowed him to spin out but they bottled him up, created that pocket, and then just kind of suffocated around mm-hmm. him. And downfield, the corners did a really good job. Uh, I thought, you know, when they went and they scored the touchdown, the only touchdown pass that Caleb Williams had, they went to Brendan Rice. Triquiz Bridges made a phenomenal play on the football because mm-hmm. he had his hand on the back of Brendan Rice with his right hand, and when the ball came, he took his hand off, Went in front, slapped the ball down. How many times we see that play happen where you keep your hand on the back and that's where the flag comes out? Right, 100%. They went back and they ran the exact same play the very next play. And it was a throw that Caleb Williams should not have thrown that ball, but he's so damn good. There were a couple of those where he had no business throwing the football, but he is so good, he made that throw. And defense, you can do nothing about it. Outside of just a handful of throws, I thought Oregon did a phenomenal job. Against against Caleb Williams in yeah. that offense. I think this is the best the defense has played because everyone's going to look at the Notre Dame game and they're going to go, well, Notre Dame created three turnovers. Yeah. You go back and you watch those. It's Caleb Williams overthrowing a wide-open tight end that gets the ball right to his mm-hmm. safety. And then it's pressure in his face and he starts trying to force things into two and uh, three-man coverages on one guy, right? Yeah. So when I look at this Oregon game, well, they only created the one turnover, should have had the second fumble if a USC O-lineman isn't paying attention, jumps right on it. They had the best game plan because they stopped him without having to get the turnovers, mm-hmm. right? They had D linemen who were rushing the passer but staying in their lane. I thought Brandon Dorless, and not enough people are going to talk about it, he had the best game because he was getting that pressure yeah. up the middle. When teams have gotten pressure on USC, it's because they beat the tackles. Well, Caleb can step underneath and then get back outside. When Dorless was pressing that pocket forward mm-hmm. and they had pressure off the outside edges, Caleb couldn't step up. He had to try and do that loop where he bounces outside. And he's such an athlete that there are going to be times where he beats guys just because he's that much of a freak. But for the most part, they were able to pressure him. They had three sacks. They had another like four or five QB hurries. He never felt comfortable in that pocket all game long. They got his shots on him. And they they played fantastic. The weird thing is, is I think this is the first week where another team has had more defensive players get tackles than Oregon. <laughs> Oregon usually has like yeah. 20 guys with tackles. In this game, it only ends up being, I'm trying to do quick math, but it only ends up being like 15 dudes. Quick math never works on this. No, but USC sure. USC had, you know, four, four or five more guys with mm-hmm. tackles. That's a very different game plan than what Lanning usually does. I think he went with the guys he trusts the most and said, we need this much out of you. We need extra this week. And yeah. they delivered. I will, uh, I'll say to that pressure that Dorless put, put on on the quarterback he did they did a really good job Casey Rogers Jordan Birch too on kind of mm. that that vice grip that they were doing is, is but what I thought was really impressive was they were bringing linebackers off the edge and a linebacker and a defensive end completely different rush technique and right I thought they did a really good job of staying disciplined too because if you're just going to bring your ends straight up field mm. Caleb Williams is too good. Lincoln He's Riley's too dominate. good of a play caller. Mm-hmm. They are they are going to figure that out real quick. But the way that they were, you know, pinching down with the ends and then bringing a linebacker around off the edge, it gave USC headaches to the point where 
you saw them doing quarter rolls and half rollouts because they didn't trust their protection. Yeah, they had to get him moving. And if, if he's already moving, he can then run, too. That was the only way to slow down the pass rush. They even tried screens, and screens weren't working because Oregon was so disciplined. It it was an all-around impressive performance from that Oregon defense, and it might be a, it might be a bit of a leap. Yeah. But you're starting to see that Georgia defense that Lanning ran two years ago where there's a bunch of dudes and they have a bunch of different ways of creating pressure and creating life, uh, creating havoc on quarterbacks. You're starting to see that rear its head with this Oregon team. The final score, not indicative of, of kind of how that game played out. And, you know, there's a lot of other points that we can get to on that game, mm-hmm. including Bo Nix, now the Heisman frontrunner. Yeah, coming out of that he one should be, he uh, should be in some betting markets, and then what did USC's defense do to change? Because I thought offensively for the Ducks, they came in with a game plan that we all thought it would be, mm-hmm. um, and they had to adjust pretty quickly because USC's different defense was not the same defense we saw a week ago or throughout the course of this season. So we still have a lot that we need to get to um, as far as Oregon and SC is related, but there's another game right here in the state of Oregon, and when you're heading into the most pivotal part of your season, you have got to be as impressive as the Beavers were. Right now is Rust with SportsCenter. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. Friday, you were here producing for Jeff Rust, the great, exquisite Jeff Rust. Your boy. I'm hollering at him. He is our boy. He's our special boy. We love him. Um, Got a Seinfeld shirt on right now. It's a great Seinfeld shirt too, where they don't have to pay the royalties because they it's vague enough. Yeah, it's right. Just vague enough. <laughs> no faces. No faces. No face. No, faces. no case. <laughs> but um, when shirt. when we were on Friday and when Danny was here and you were producing, we talked about this Oregon State game, and the one thing that I said was. This is a game where you just run the damn ball on Stanford. Get out of that game as healthy as you possibly can Mm -hmm. because there is nothing more important than the next two weeks. You got Washington. You've got Oregon. This is where the Beavers' season is going to be defined, is these next two games. And so getting out of that healthy was of the utmost importance. What Oregon State did was they just dropped the damn hammer on Stanford and made them quit. Which is crazy, because they lost Jack last year. Uh, yeah, j- the Jack hammer. That's yeah, they, right. I see what you did there. I got jokes. I see what you did there. I got you. Yeah, Jack I, Coletto. I'm impressed, honestly, because when you look at the stats, they don't blow you out of the water, right? I mean, the Martinez stat line's pretty insane. 15 for 146. 
that's a pretty impressive stat line. But everyone else, it's just doing your job. Yeah. Hey, DJU, go out there, find a couple open wide receivers, keep Stanford honest, have a high completion percentage, look efficient. Aiden Childs, when you get your opportunities, take advantage of them. He was able to show off his ability to run a little bit, but also like beat this Stanford team through the air. But the most important thing was end this game early. Yep. You're up 34 to 10 at halftime. Yeah. That well, game's done. And look, you look at it and you Damian Martinez on the surface, you look at the final box score and you say, hey, that's a good day at the office, right? Like, hey, he he went for, you know, 15 carries, 146 and four tutties. That's a that is a phenomenal game by any measurement and any metric. But to your point in where you said like early and often the first quarter, he ended that game. Yeah. I mean, he had six carries for 81 yards and two touchdowns in the first quarter. That to me was Oregon State. They didn't play with their food. They they were well prepared for a team in yep. Stanford that has thrown a wrinkle and a curveball at every team that they have played mm-hmm. this year, and they've done a really good job of it. It usually takes teams a quarter to adjust, but it, that was not the case. The Beavs came out, and I know it was 14-7 after one, and Stan- but the fact of the matter was this is November. November is when you run your identity. Right. Like in Oregon State, they came into this season knowing that we had the, a really good offensive line. Mm-hmm. We have two really good running backs, and we are a pound the rock team. November is if you can run the ball, it is the best tool in your tool belt that you can have. Like throwing the ball is great, explosives are awesome, but running the ball in November is how you win football games. In Oregon State, it's going to be Washington's going to pop on that film and go, okay, yeah. they're going to try to punch us in the mouth. And I can't wait for this game this weekend. I think it's a shame that college game day isn't going, that big noon kick isn't going to be there, but it is what it is. They had to, they had to not go. You know what because I mean? Because the beeves are going to, like the fan base was going to show, show so much vitriol towards you're, them. Yes. You're setting yourself up for failure. You have to not go and you hide behind the fact of like, Jim, use a great story. Well. They're undefeated. They should get to play at a bowl nah, game. No, they didn't want to get booed. It's political. I get yeah. what they're doing. It's smart. But Oregon State fans on that same note and in that same vein, you can't be upset that you don't get the chance to boom when you're <laughs> MFing them right. <laughs> all season long, and then you're like, hey, why didn't you come to us? Right. <laughs> 100%. You can't sit there and be like, I want my cake and eat it too. You don't get you don't get to boo and yell and scream that, you know, they killed your conference and they're the reason that you might have to play in the Mountain West and then also get them to come and then be like, that's right, you yeah. have to show up. Look, it's going to be a great game. Uh, Russ was saying already that the line opened at two and a half for UW. It's already yeah. Oregon State at uh, minus one. The way Oregon State plays. Maybe maybe they think UW is going to drop the ball. Dude. <laughs> oh, did you see what I did there? <laughs> you see what I did there? They might, though, because, I mean, it's one of those situations where styles make fights, and Oregon State plays a style and a brand where they punch you in the mouth on mm-hmm. defense, and we saw that when Oregon punched UW in the mouth on offense, they struggled. Mm-hmm. They really struggled, and they came out of that game beat up, and it affected them for two or three games down the road, and then offensively, where does UW struggle? They struggle when they're trying to stop the ball, right? Their defense mm-hmm. struggles. What does Oregon State do well? They run the football. And that's going to take... RTDB, run the damn ball. Right, and that's going to take a lot of uh, time off the clock that's going to keep Michael Penix on on the sidelines. This might be one of those situations where Oregon State is the complete antithesis of UW, and that's going to play completely to their advantage. Well, absolutely. If you looked at what Utah, the fits that Utah gave them, 
just this past week up at Husky Stadium, and this is this is another thing too. When you play back to back physical games, yeah, at this point in the season, like this is the remember the old Stanford effect. Right, you, you get the Stanford effect after playing UW has got Utah and Oregon State in two weeks in a row. Man, they're going to be beat up after that Utah game. Right. Well, and Utah, I do not think has nearly the offensive firepower. We well, have a functional the, quarterback. Right. You have a, DJ. DJ is a functional quarterback and re- explosive receivers on the outside that you have got to respect. And you have to pay attention because every once in a while, Aiden Childs is going to get a drive every yeah. three or four series. And yeah. Utah gave that UW team all they could handle, yep. right? Yep. So what's Oregon State going to be able to do? I think this game is going to come down to who has the ball last. And frankly, if Oregon State can get on UW early, they might be in a lot of trouble the way that Oregon State runs the football. And just the physicality and the unrelenting ability to run the football. And plus, when you're at home, um, that ratchets things up another level because it is mm-hmm. it's hard to win on the road right. I, I say i say this every week and i know i sound like a broken record but look it is the biggest truth that you have in college football winning on the road is hard you go into a hostile environment it's difficult you can right. get too amped up and especially when you add on top of that expectations that are heaped on both of these teams where there is zero margin for error for either one of these programs right now I mean, right. you have you have zero wiggle room. For Washington, it is you got to stay relevant in the college football playoff hunt. And for Oregon State, it is you have to win your final two games if you're going to want to seat at the table in the Pac-12 championship game. Yep. If you want to go out the mm-hmm. in the in the Pac-12 the way you think you can, you have got to win your final two games. And look, I'm excited. I'm excited for that game this weekend. Look, it's Monday. We're already talking about what's <laughs> we've already looked ahead. <laughs> but it, it really is with the way that Oregon State handled Stanford. It was almost like in the second half, they could they were already having their eye on, all right, now we got you dub. Now and you put up a 60 spot, you put up a As 60 a running spot, team. You're going, uh, okay. He, that was a statement by Jonathan Smith and company, and I, I love it right at this point in the well, year. Well, and this is where we saw Oregon State surge last year because they're built the exact same way. And it, it's smart by Jonathan Smith. What does he want to be built by? He wants to be built with a tough physical team yep. that runs the football well, and you have to do it at a school like Oregon State where, like, let's just call a spade a spade. You're not going to get the same recruits that Oregon, UW, USC, yeah. UCLA are going to get. So you have to be more physical. It's the same thing that uh, Winningham did over at Utah. And now you're getting UW after they've already gotten beat up by Utah. Yeah. I really like the way that that plays out for them. And then, to be honest, if I'm Oregon, I am. I would be more scared of Oregon State than I would be of seeing UW again in the Pac-12 championship. Now, you have a long way to go. you got to win two games to get to that UW game. But I just think that the way that Oregon State plays in this area of the country where it's rainy, it's Mm -hmm. wet, it's muddy, it won't be because they're on turf. But you get what I'm saying, right? It's harder to throw the football. They play a style at the end of the year where you're already Mm -hmm. beat up and banged up where they are going to go after those bruises. They're going to go after those nicks, those scrapes. They want to beat you up physically it's something that not a lot of teams are going to be able to handle late in November. You just aren't. Yeah. It's going to be a fun one. When UW goes to Reeser, I think that you have Michael Penix, who his explosiveness in that offense, look, they went toe-to-toe. And, and they had two home games. They had Washington, or Washington had Oregon and Utah at home. And they took shots to the chin in both of them. Mm-hmm. And they withstood those shots to the chin. 
taking that on the road is going to be the impressive part. Look, they're ten and zero, man. Yeah, like it, ten and zero. We do not give credit for how hard it is to go undefeated because we get just so lost in the sauce of every year. There's a couple of teams that do it, right? Right. And it's usually the same old usual suspects, right? It's Alabama. It's now Georgia. It's Clemson. Ohio it's State, Ohio State Michigan. or Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. It's really hard to be 10-0. and 0. Right. And Washington has had to get creative with it. They've gotten threatened a few times. And now if they want to hold it together, they've got, they've got two left in the regular season. They got Oregon State. And then they have an Apple Cup meeting with with Washington State. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you don't need any more motivation than that, man, because they got two really tough tests. Because I know, and we, we have to talk about Washington State falling apart this year at some point, because it has been a it, fall apart year. It, it's one of the weirder stories of college football, but no one's going to pay attention to it yep. because it's the team out in Pullman. But they will be ready come Apple Cup week. Come Thanksgiving weekend, you they're going to be ready for that game. You would hope, because it really does seem like a lot of those teams have quit. But I do want to say this about this UW team, because yeah. we are getting called out on the Vancouver Four text line. Seems to be a little oh. anti-UW. I'm not anti-UW. I'm just saying this is a different anti-UW. UW team than the 2016 UW team, right? Everyone remembers that team because they were kind of fraudulent. They well, had a bunch of... anti-UW about what we've been talking about? Well, look, uh, we've been saying that Oregon State might beat them in... Well, what Oregon's an eight and a half point favorite if they played again? That's wild to think about. Well, when you look at the numbers, Oregon, aside from a missed field goal and not getting three fourth downs, has looked like the better team than UW. Yeah. And if they play on a neutral site, that makes sense. And honestly, the way that Oregon State plays, it makes sense that they might be favored right now over UW, the way they just beat you up. But this is a different UW team than the team in 2016 led by Jake Browning. Mm-hmm. That team felt very fraudulent. You had a lot of weird, you know, sneak out wins. That's not what this UW team is. This UW team is a legit top five team in the country. We're just saying that the matchup of going up against Oregon State a team that runs the ball and is going to take out the two best attributes that this UW team has, which is uh, ZTF and Trice at your defensive end positions, at least for your defense. They're going to nullify them because of the way that they run the football, and then they're going to be built off play-action pass in the pass game, so those guys aren't going to be able to rush as hard. I think that that makes for a really good matchup Mm. and favors Oregon State. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Well, no. UW's good. It's really hard to win, but Top at the same team. time, right now they're underdogs here when they head down to Corvallis, according to Vegas. 503-864-6326. That is the Vancouver Ford text on how you can be a part of the show. Also, YouTube comments, youtube.com slash 1080amthefan. It's where you can watch all of the fan shows. Um, this is Danny and Dusty. on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. 503-864-6326, Vancouver Ford Tech Signs. We have a text that says, hey, you guys think we talked about Iowa hitting the under again? Stupid Hawkeyes keep costing me money. Wait, wait. You are betting on Iowa football? 
I bet. Uh, I have bet the over every single time that they've what got the record. What is wrong with you? Every time they get the record low over under total, that's a fun bet. No, that's a funny bet. And the fact that it's gone over three times. No, it's gone under that's, three sorry, times. Thank you. Under. Why I, are you betting the over? Bigwellbets.com. Because it's funny. Twenty-eight and a half points is a funny total to have in a college football game. Like funny, haha. Yeah. Like I'm here to amuse you. Like funny how? It's funny to me. Funny like, like a clown? Yes. Like <laughs> the the ability to look at a game and go, hmm, will these two power five college football teams be able to yeah. each score 14 points total and then get yeah. me to that over? That's a fun bet to make. I enjoy making that bet. I just keep losing. You want to know something that is, uh, it will probably shock you. It will be shocking to you. They already fired their OC because he wasn't going to reach his point total? Mm, no, that's not surprising. They are not even the lowest scoring team in the Big Ten. No. Northwestern? Is it Northwest or Maryland, maybe? No. No. Who no. sucks that's no. in the Big Ten West? Well, all Illinois? Michigan State. Michigan, Michigan State. State. What are they averaging over there? 16.7 points per game. You're telling me Iowa averages more than 16 points a game? Got I would have thought you would have told me 10. I got them at 18.8, my man. Good for 123rd out of 133 teams in the country. 123rd. Yeah. Uh, you, there, is a, is there is a Pac-12 team that is scoring fewer points than they are, too. Stanford? Uh-uh. Not Stanford? Nope. Stanford is 110th at 20.9. It is uh, Arizona State, man. Like, like we, mock, yeah. we mock this Iowa team because it's comical that their offensive coordinator quite literally had it in his contract that you need to score 25 points a game this season or you're going to get fired. And he was nowhere close. And no. his dad was the one firing him. This, but think of it. In these terms, I think a lot of programs would love to be where Iowa's at, eight and two. They're good. They clinched a share for the Big Ten West, and honestly, they should be nine and one. Yeah. If if you take away that whatever that it, it wasn't, he didn't signal a fair catch. He just said, "Get away from the ball." That is a normal arm movement for that punt returner to yeah. make. If you take away that bogus call right there. They're nine and one. See, but here's the problem like with, with Iowa in, in their offense and why it's so disgusting. Their quarterback is fat. Oh, that it seems like a ricochet shot. Like that's unfair. What are you fat shaming for? He's fat. He he is overweight. He's like two eighty. They have smaller left guards. Yeah. All right. He's the size of Jason Kelsey. It when they play their next game, it will be uh uh, I guess they scored 22 this week against Rutgers. But, it, like, they went a month. They went three consecutive games where they scored 15, 10, and 10, right? Like, they go through these long stretches where you go, how in the world can you be this bad? And they're not against, like, good defenses. Yeah. It's like Minnesota, yeah. Illinois, Northwestern. Like, Arizona State is sneaky. Like, they score fewer points on the season than Iowa does. But it's more sneaky when they slide in a 38-point game in between 7 and 3. <laughs> you know, That's like... <laughs> true. That's true. But to be fair to Arizona State, they're on their, what, fourth-string QB? Yeah. Iowa's still on their starter. Second. Second, second string. string. Second oh, that's string. right, because they got him from Cade the offensive McN line group. Cade McNamara got hurt. 
You're right. You're right. What's I, a, what again with the fat shaming? I'm not fat. Will Ortner gets he uh, needs to lose former offensive lineman O line. Former offensive lineman. All of a sudden, he has this glow up, gets skinny, and his hair falls out, and he looks better with a bald head, anyways. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you get this glow up, and now you're fat shaming people. As a recovering fat man, I think I should be allowed to do this. Also, um, if he didn't suck and would hit more overs for me, then I would not be fat shaming. Yeah, him. all right. There you go. Find right. the open receiver. It's not that hard. Or start running <laughs> yourself. Throw it to the open guy. That's that's Ortner's. Run the touchdown play. Right there. Run the touchdown play. They never run the touchdown play. The, the touchdown play is unstoppable. It's not in their offense. All right. Um, let's go. Let's uh, we hour number two. We've got our worst day on the web, which is a uh, a parachute made of money. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that. Where is this but, parachute made of money? Uh, well, College Station, Texas, is where it's at. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but where we start hour number two is uh, Michigan. Yeah, their head coach gets suspended in flight en route to uh, a state college, Pennsylvania. And I think are they laying it on a little bit too thick? Danny and Dusty, Ortner and Dusty, edition on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.